0: a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nakruma, the Senior Pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love and kindness. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have once again to come before you to hear your holy word. We pray, Lord, that you give us of your spirit to minister to us, your spirit to teach us. And we pray, Lord, that you draw us closer and closer to you by your word. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. What? Well, your hands together for the Lord. And please be seated. And those of you who are sitting down, I don't know how far you're going to go. <laughs> Let's be seated. Further. Wonderful. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, good to see all of you. And um, it is a blessing to always have an opportunity also to hear the word of God in the middle of the week you know um it's, it's 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 a blessing and you may not understand but just believe that it's a blessing to hear the word of god there's a period of time when the word of the lord is very scarce and it's not good for man when we don't hear a lot of the word of god that is why you should always take advantage of coming together when the word of God is being shared. Amen. Well, tonight um, I want to um, continue with a message on backsliding. Um, we, uh, we were going to end and then start another series, but um, I guess our service plan is going to change. And so we, I just want us to just share one more um, message on backsliding. And we perhaps can um, put on hold until the Lord gives us an opportunity again. So um, we've been talking about symptoms of backsliding or sure. symptoms that identify someone who is backsliding or someone who is on his or her way to backsliding and I've given or we have gone through several symptoms we have gone through several symptoms we are sharing from this book backsliding by our prophet bishop Dagwood mills and if you have the book you just open it and then we share it together I believe you all have the books and you've been reading with me so um I think I've given you several symptoms. Can we go over the symptoms quickly? The first symptom of backsliding It's bad company. They are not in order. Do you understand? It's not, it's not an order of one symptom leads to the other. Okay, so you can have all the symptoms moving together in your life and um, or happening at the same time. So it's not one after the other. So number one, we said bad company to have bad company and we define what is bad company. Okay. So listen to the message, go back. That is how you get blessed when you hear a message and you listen to it again and again, that's how you get blessed. So listen to it again. Number two, looking backwards, looking backwards, looking backwards whenever you miss the things that you have left behind as you have come to Christ. There are so many things that you have made a decision to leave behind and you find yourself always drawing back to those things. It's a way to tell you that sister or brother, you are about to backslide and you need to rise up. Okay. You need to rise up. Backsliding is not something that is why we are sharing the symptoms. So when you identify it, then you rise up and identify it and say, this is what I'm experiencing. And then you make the efforts to not look backward to what is drawing you back to the things you have left. Number three, Over overconfidence. Overconfidence, When you have been working with God for some time, you become overconfident. When you are someone who is able to pray, who is able to do your quiet time on a daily basis, you become overconfident. And you find out that you can become a bishop and backslide. You mm-hmm. understand? You can become... Uh, a pope and backslide. You can become a deacon and you can backslide. You understand? Yes. So don't be overconfident. Anyone can backslide. When you are overconfident, just be aware that you are about to fall. Overconfident is a sign of backsliding. Number three or number four? Stubbornness. 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 Thank you, sister. Stubbornness. Nothing gets into you. Everything that is said, you, you can accept it. You are not someone who can easily accept things. You know, even when we say, this is what the word of God says, you say, but, and then you have some other thing to say. You understand? That is someone who is about to backslide. It's a clear sign of backsliding. When the word of God cannot even change the position that you stand or the decision that you have taken. As see. See. some people you quote the scriptures and it doesn't have any effect on them. No move. It doesn't move them. It's a it sign of someone was was was. Who is <laughs> back, someone who is moving far away from God. Amen. Next Amen. one.: Christian surprises.: uh, Christian surprises. you have realized some um, that you can easily be surprised. So I be aware of Christian surprises. And if you are someone who easily gets surprised, you will back, you'll backslide easily because Amen. Christians can back, can really surprise you. <laughs> I have come to a stage where a lot of your behavior um, will not surprise me any longer because whenever you exhibit one, I have seen some before. You understand? Mm-hmm. When somebody is exhibiting certain behavior, you know, you are becoming this lawyer. You are becoming some way. You are becoming this. I have seen one before. So it doesn't, you you cannot surprise me. You know? <laughs> I just identify it quickly and I pray for you. When I see pride, when I see, you know, you are becoming rude. You are, I've seen some before. So don't be, be aware that there are Christian surprises. Amen. Amen. The next one. To be offended easily to be easily offended you are someone who is easily offended you are edgy you are always on the edge you know we have to be careful how to handle you whenever we have to be we take extra caution with you you know we have to be careful how to handle you every move we have to be careful because we don't know how you are going to take it how you are going to be offended you cannot go far with Christ you cannot go far Amen amen You're such amen. a person you can you can 't even be a leader because mm. you know people will touch you various areas you know they <laughs> you in several areas <laughs> but you are touchy every time they touch you here's you know it's a touchy feeling here's a touchy feeling that is that you cannot be a leader be honest. So Their new name is hetty but when you are leading people you will you will <laughs> feel it you will feel that. People are difficult to lead. You understand? There's no, there's no easy way to lead people. And you, you know yourself. You know that you are not easy <laughs> to lead. You know. Sometimes you, your, your face is some way. Sometimes, you, you some way. Sometimes you change. Sometimes you, sometimes you don't smile. And sometimes you smile. We don't know what is Who in is your like? head. You are difficult to lead. People are difficult. General, not you. I mean, people, people. <laughs> not you. Do you understand? So people problem. are difficult to leave. So you cannot be a touchy person when you are living with people, when you are in assembly of people, when we are together, when we are as a church, you cannot be a touchy person. You, it's a sign that you leave us very soon. So you will right, backslide. Amen. Amen. The next one, Forgetfulness. Forgetfulness forgetfulness is a dangerous thing. You understand? It's a very dangerous thing. And it's it's a sign that you're moving away from God. God is very particular with people who remember. You understand? When he does anything for you, he wants you to remember. That is God. Anything he does, he wants you to remember. Mm. You see? So forgetfulness is a dangerous thing. And many Christians are forgetful people. They easily forget what has been done for them. They forget what the church has done for them. They forget what the pastor has done for them. They forget when everyone came to their aid. They forget when you had your wedding or you had your party, whatever, and no one showed up and only the church people showed up. And when you are angry, they are the people, the first people to live in your life. You know, you your even your co-workers, they didn't come when you needed them. But you are mm. still working with them. Yeah. You are still laughing with them. You still have their numbers. You you still have their um, social contacts, whatever, that you delete so, us yeah. from. You know. But so, so general, for us, the listing, then you are deleting, and then I deleted myself. You know, then I deleted myself. You know, that is why yeah. these days, when you misbehave, we delete you before you delete yourself. <laughs> you understand? So that, then it pains you. We do that on purpose. I'm telling you that when you misbehave and you tell us that you are leaving this and this, we delete you quickly before you delete yourself. Yeah. Amen. We are tired. Aren't we tired? Uh, we are we tired. Are tired. Yeah. Ah. It's got offensive attack. <laughs> Amen. <go first. laughs> Amen wonderful but don't be easily offended please tolerate Tolerate us (laughs) tolerate us and we will live together for a long time that is how it is with marriage church Mm. is like getting into marriage you have to tolerate all kinds of things in order for you to stay in amen wonderful the next one i think that's where we ended that is where we ended yes i see okay Then let's share the next one. The next symptom is not fasting. Aye. Not fast. The church is finished. <laughs> not fasting. <laughs> All of us are gone. <laughs> Men say amen. Amen. Ladies, say amen. Amen. And the younger lady say amen. 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 What a shock. Yes, not amen. Fasting. Okay. Amen. So not fasting is mm. also a symptom of backsliding. A Christian who does not fast is having a symptom of backsliding. Hey. 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 Mm. A Christian who, <laughs> you, you, you are a type of Christian who has a hard time with fasting. Really? And you it's very difficult for you to fast. Only you are God. someone who is not going to last in the faith. You are not going to last in the faith. Mercy. Mercy. You understand? You see, the Christian faith is primarily based on sacrifice. Mm. Amen. Amen. Christ laid down his life for us. Christ Mm. died for us. That is a price that was paid for us, for you and I to be here. It's because Jesus Mm. laid down his life. So the Christian faith is based on sacrifice. And that is the least that you can do to fast, to make that sacrifice. Amen. Amen. So if there's someone who is not willing to make the sacrifice of fasting, you cannot last in a faith. Mm. You cannot last in the faith. Now, when we fast, we are deliberately denying ourselves of food. And the key word here is deliberately. Mm. We are deliberately denying ourselves of food and comfort. The comfort of satiety. You understand what is satiety? Yeah, it's a word. Yeah. It's like, the comfort of be feeling full. You know, you are full. You are you have eaten and you are full. Satisfaction. The satisfaction. <laughs> is, you, are, you are full. You, that is the comfort of eating. You, when you eat and you are full, you see, so you, you when you eat and you are full, you are happy, isn't that so? Yes. And and you want to sit down and relax. <laughs> isn't that so? <laughs> And then you want to watch TV. And yeah. then you want to sleep. It's in order. So you feel, you, feel, you feel good. you feel good when you eat. But fasting is a deliberate act of forsaking food. And then feeling hungry. Mm. You understand? And yeah. feeling hungry. It's nothing wrong to feel hungry when you are fasting. It's normal. Very normal. So when you you are fasting and you say, I'm too hungry, I'm hungry. You know, I don't know what you understand by fasting. Fasting is feeling hungry. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mm. So when we fast, we are deliberately deliberately denying ourselves of this Mm. satisfaction of eating and feeling full. And the aim of that is to glorify God. And to go deeper with him in the spirit. That is the idea. To deny ourselves of food. And deny ourselves of the comfort of satiety. And to glorify God. And to go deeper in the spirit with God. That is the main reason why we fast. Amen. So so when you don't have food to eat. It is not fasting. (laughs) Do you understand? When when you don't have food to eat, it's not fasting. That, 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 or when that, that. you don't have the chance to eat, perhaps you are busy, you are doing something, and you are occupied and you don't have chance to eat. It's not fasting. It's you are not, preaching. preaching. It's not a deliberate act of mm. setting yourself aside from food. Okay, it's accidental setting yourself aside. You are unable to eat. That is not fasting. So if you, you are busy and it's 12 o'clock, you can say I fasted from 6 to 12. You're Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. We do. Or when you lose appetite, it's not fasting. Yeah. Okay? Perhaps you are nauseous and you, you you don't feel like eating. You can take that for fasting. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you. When yes. Yes. Um, you are sad, for instance, you are sad. And you don't feel like eating, okay? And we say, okay, we are fasting on Wednesday. And you say, oh, but Tuesday, (laughs) I didn't eat. I was fasting. That's not fasting. You are sad. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand what I'm sharing with you. That's right. Yeah. Because some of you take that to be fasting. Yeah, depressed people don't like food. Because you were depressed and you didn't eat. You said, oh, the whole of last week, I was fasting. You are not fasting. Amen. It's a deliberate act. Deliberate act of setting yourself aside from food. There's a brother who told his pastor that he fasts every day for more than 12 hours. Every day. For more than 12 hours. And he said, it didn't matter whether the church was fasting. The church had declared fasting or not. For him, every day, he's been fasting for 12 hours. And he said, he's been doing this for a long time. Okay. The, brother. So the pastor was very impressed. The pastor was very impressed with him. And this brother looked very well nourished too. <laughs> you know? So the pastor was wondering, he says, he asked him, how do you do that? And then he said, oh, it's very simple. He fasts from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. <laughs> Easy. Every day. Except for weekends. And I spent you <laughs> why the weekends are not included. He fasts from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And he eats dinner. The latest he eats dinner is by 5:45 p.m. He eats dinner. What a spiritual brother. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) And then he begins his fast. (laughs) So he usually will go to bed by 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Okay, Okay, he's in bed, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then he wakes up at 5 a.m. So he wakes up at 5 a.m., he prays, he takes a shower, he does his quiet time, and then he breaks the fast. (laughs) Fast. (laughs) And then he, he explained to his pastor. He says, "He says, pastor, that is why we call it breakfast. You break fast in the morning. I take my breakfast. <laughs> so that is how he breaks his fast. Okay, sure. Yeah. Another brother also works at night. He works from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. 11 p.m. in the night to 7 p.m." And then he says he fasts from 6 a.m. to 6 (laughs) p.m. So 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., he's fasting. Because he comes home and then he sleeps from 9 a.m. to 5 (laughs) p.m. Then he wakes up and then he breaks his fast. (laughs) For him, he breaks his dinner or he breaks his fast. You see, around around 6 p.m., then he breaks his fast. So you see, these are not fasting. At all, these are not fasting. What we are talking about is deliberately choosing not to eat for a period of time and experiencing affliction. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Experiencing affliction or suffering, you experience affliction or you experience suffering in the form of hunger and prayers. Amen. Amen. That is fasting, that you experience affliction. You intentionally afflict yourself. So fasting is often associated with affliction. And even in the Bible, it's often interchangeable. Do you understand? That you afflict yourself. You put ash clothes on and you afflict yourself and wait on the Lord. You see, in Psalm 119 and verse 67, Psalm 119 verse 67, the psalmist said, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Psalm 119 verse 67. 67. He says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I have kept thy word. Amen. So before I was afflicted, I went astray. I was off track. I went mm-hmm. off track. Before I afflicted myself, I was backsliding. I was afflict- I was going astray. I was going outward of the word of God. Mm. But now I have kept thy word. That means when I have afflicted myself, I have kept thy word. Do you understand? So not afflicting your soul, not afflicting yourself causes you to gradually move away from God. Mm. You understand what I'm sharing with you? It's yes. very important. Not afflicting yourself causes you to go off track. Mm. It causes backsliding. I went astray. Not afflicting yourself. You go astray. Amen. That yeah. means affliction draws us nearer to God. Amen. Afflictions pulls you closer to God. It puts you on the path of God. Affliction puts you on track with God. You don't go astray when you are afflicted. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. You Amen. realize that even the unintentional afflictions, the unintentional afflictions in your life, that is those things when you face serious challenges in life, mm. when you are facing difficulties that are beyond you, have you not realized that they draw you closer to God? It's true. When there is something that is way beyond you, when there is something that you cannot handle, they draw you closer to God. Amen. Amen. And when we feel that we have arrived, when we feel that we are doing well, it takes us away from God. True. Amen. 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 If you are honest with yourself, you realize that when you were in a certain country, you were closer to God than you are today. You prayed more. You Mm -hmm. sought the face of God more. You Mm -hmm. depended on God more. Mm -hmm. Every day of your life, there was something that needed God's intervention. And it drew you closer and closer to God than you are today. Amen. 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 That is why you have to intentionally afflict yourself often. You have to intentionally afflict yourself often by fasting in order to draw you closer and closer to God. Say amen. Amen. If you understand what I'm sharing. Amen. 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 So fasting makes you humble. True. Fasting makes you humble. It changes, it weakens the body. Yes, fasting makes you acknowledge God Mm -hmm. in your life Mm -hmm. when you are fasting. You see, proud people don't fast. Have you realized that? People who are proud, they don't fast. (laughs) Have you seen a proud person who is fasting before? (laughs) No. No. They don't usually fast, or you may find one or two. (laughs) But proud people usually don't fast. People who feel they are in good health, Mm. You see people who feel they have great jobs yeah. people who feel they are well to do people who feel they are they, they have everything they need in life you know they, they feel they have a, they have good marriages they have children they have jobs mm. you know they they don 't have any handicap they don 't have any um, knee pain. Medication that they need to take on a regular basis, they don't have to see a doctor on a regular basis, they don't have this need. They have not been told any awful test results. You mm. understand? Such people usually don't fast, true, isn't that so? That's true. So, yeah, Psalm 119, verse 71 David said, It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Mm. Say, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes, that I may pay attention to your way, that I may draw closer to you, that I may learn more of you. It is Amen. good for me that I have been afflicted. It means that affliction makes you pay attention to God. Amen. You are teaching us. Mm. Amen. And when you don't Amen. afflict yourself, you don't pay attention to God. Always. When you, are, when you feel satisfied, when you feel satisfied in life, you feel everything is working for you, you don't pay attention to God. True. I mean, if you have a car that you need the Holy Spirit to intervene every time you start it, every time you're putting the key in, you'll be praying. <laughs> and when it starts, you rejoice and you sing glory to the Lord all through the journey. Do yeah. yeah. you understand what I'm yeah. saying with you? Yes. When the car arrives, I mean, <laughs> it takes you to the destination, you say thank you, Jesus. True. But when True. you have a brand new car, you are driving hey. a brand new car, a car that is only three weeks old. Hey, You know, when you put a key in the ignition and you are starting it, you don't pray. You oh, don't God. pray that may this car starts. You start before you get to the car. You, don't, you start the car before you get to the car. You are <laughs> home and then you are starting the car. You don't pray. Lord, as you leave the remote, you are praying that it will start. No. And then when you sit in the car, you know it's going to arrive. Airbags, airbags. Yeah. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So mm. David said, it is good for me that mm. I'm afflicted. It's good for me that I drive this kind of car. Mm. That I acknowledge you. That I learn of your statutes. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. I'm not saying go and exchange your car for a broken one. God has blessed you with a, yes. a good car. Enjoy But I'm teaching you that you have to intentionally afflict yourself in a certain ways. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Because the Bible says in James 4.10, it says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Mm. Do you understand? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So how do you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord? You cannot come before the Lord and say, "Lord, I am humble in your sight." Hey, no, no, it doesn't work that way. Please yes. lift me up. Hey, you see, I am humble in your sight. Please lift me up, and then you kneel down, or you lie down on the floor. So you see, all these things are nice way of worshiping. You know, crying. You know. And you're singing and crying and kneeling down and you know falling down and lying on the floor to worship the Lord. They are all beautiful ways of worshiping, but they are not necessarily a humble way. Mm-hmm. They are not necessarily a sign that you are humble. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Mm-hmm. Because you can see that you can rise up after this episode and then you stand at somebody shouting and quarreling strongly when <laughs> you just finish crying and lying down and washing <laughs> you understand? Yes. You can rise up from worshiping in a, a mode like that. And the quality that just called you to come for the meeting and then you were being rude. Just somebody who was just worshiping like that. So it's not mm-hmm. a sign that you are a humble person. That's what I'm trying uh-huh. to. You are Say. teaching. You are teaching. You are teaching. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> but one way, one way you can humble yourself is to afflict yourself through fasting. Fasting, amen. Before God, that is a way. The Bible says in Psalm thirty-five and verse thirteen, Psalm thirty-five and verse thirteen, that David said, "I humbled my soul." He says, "But as as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth." I humbled my soul with fasting. Mm. you see? So you can't come to God and say, Lord, I am humble. Bless me. Mm. But you can humble your soul, you can humble yourself through fasting. Yes. Amen. Amen. So fasting is a very strong way of humbling yourself. Mm. I mean, real fasting, not that guy's type of fasting. Amen. Amen. So acting or behaving in a certain way, does not necessarily mean or show that you are humble. It doesn't show humility. You know, if you are, for instance, you are a soft-spoken person, you know, you are a soft-spoken person, naturally soft spoken person. It doesn't mean that you are a humble person. Who is that? Eh. Amen. Amen. And if you you you, you 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 are someone who walks slowly, you know you walk slowly. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you are humble. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Or you dress in a certain way. You dress. You you wear certain type of clothes. Does not also mean that you are humble. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. teaching a nice rep. Placing your hands behind you in your back like this on when, when you are standing is also not a sign that you are humble. Many proud presidents and leaders put their hand behind them when they are speaking. Okay, so placing your hand behind you is not a sign that you are humble. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. So certain behavior that we take to be humility is not humility. Before God, but the oh. Bible is showing us the Bible is showing us that one of the ways that you can humble yourself is not placing your hand behind you or walking slowly or talking slowly or mm. talking quietly, but mm. to fast, you can humble yourself through fasting. Wow, amen. I love amen. When you are fasting, you become weak in the flesh. Mm. When you are fasting, you become needy and you realize that, you know, you are sober when you are fasting. And you realize that. You become sober when you are fasting. When you are fasting, you are really in a fasting mood. You don't feel like yelling. Soft-spoken. You understand? So you see, you don't have to be a soft-spoken person. Fasting can make you soft-spoken. That is humility. It has humbled you. You know, I see that for instance, when we are having a one month fast in the third week, I see people's behavior has changed. You know, <laughs> their, their, their behavior changed, and that is affliction. You have been afflicted, and you are having respect for fasting. Your hunger is controlling. You see, no energy for argument. You don't have energy for quarrelling. You know, people say things. You let go. You don't. You don't. You don't have energy for that. When you are fasting, you are not even selective of food. When you break the fast, you don't. You are not <laughs> going to fight. I, I will do too much salt, too much effort. anything goes. Anything you feel that anything is satisfying. It's nice. Everything very tasty. for you. Everything is tasty. Have you not realized that? Oh yes, it humbles. It humbles your taste. You <laughs> say so you don't like certain foods, but when you are fasting, you don't fast about food. You good? You eat anything they give you, <laughs> amen. When you are fasting, it becomes difficult for you to fulfill the the lust of the flesh. Mm. You see, it becomes difficult. It becomes difficult for you to indulge in fornication when you are fasting. You see, you 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 see certain text messages, you get angry. You understand
1: that they say, "Come
0: over, come over." When you are fasting, you get angry. That you have no respect for, you get angry when you are fasting. You don't you don't you don't indulge in adultery. Yeah, preach it. Amen. But proud people, when they feel full, they indulge in all kinds of things. But yeah. fasting makes you not, you, you suppress the, the, the lust of the flesh. Mm. Amen. You are teaching. Mm-hmm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, it is very yes. unlikely that mm. somebody will invite you to some Evening events when doing a fasting week, and then you go and then you take beer to break your fast, you know, it's very unlikely. (laughs) No fear, no fear we should come here. (laughs) So when you are fasting, you find yourself suppressing the lust of the flesh. It is difficult to tell a lie when you are fasting. (laughs) Isn't that so? But there are some people, when they are fasting, and you <laughs> eat them, you see, there's food in their mouth. And you call them, and there's food in their mouth. See, they easily lie, because they are not fasting. understand? Yeah, there's What is in your mouth? I am brushing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I am brushing my teeth. Oh, man. But when you are fasting, you realize that telling a lie is difficult. When you are fasting, it's difficult to steal. So the point I'm trying to make here is that fasting it puts you in a in a high spiritual energy. True, true. You see, you it, 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 you, you you suppress the strength of the flesh, flesh, and the inner man arises when you are fasting. That is why David said, "It is good for me that I humble myself by fasting." Mm. You humble yourself through fasting. You can humble yourself. That is how you can come before the Lord. That is why when you are fasting, prayers are effective. Yeah. You see, when you are fasting, there are so many fleshy things that you don't indulge yourself in. There are so many things that you forego in order for you to continue to fast. Mm. So fasting puts you in a very, David said, now, I, now, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, now, now the statues of God have become important to you. I have kept that word. Now, the word of God has become important to you. When you are, it's, very, it's very rare that you are fasting and then we have church and you say, oh, not tonight. It's very rare. When you are truly fasting. You are teaching. When you are fasting, even when you are at work, you want to be in a service. You see? So there's something about fasting. It's not just that you have to go hungry and just afflict yourself. But there's something about fasting that puts you on a a higher spiritual level. Hmm. When you are fasting, you think more of God. You think a lot about God. You find God on your mind when you are fasting. Because each time you see something that is even attractive for eating, you remember God. You remember that you are fasting. Mm. You see people eating, you remember God. That's true. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? In other words, you are able to suppress the flesh. You are able to suppress the needs of the flesh and allow the inner man to rise and dominate. Amen. So you find your, your whole day feeling that the inner man is dominating and forgoing so many needs of the flesh. Mm. Amen. Amen. So it means frequent fasting gives you more spiritual advantage. Amen. When you are Amen. fasting often, it gives you a more spiritual advantage Amen. than someone who doesn't fast at all. Mm. You know, there are certain problems in life that will never go away without fasting. Do you know that? Yes. Yes. You see, there are certain problems that will never go away without fasting. Mm. You can pray about it and cast the devil and Mm. let hands be laid upon you, oil be poured upon you. But there are certain problems that will not go away without fasting. Mm. Look at Matthew chapter 17. You are preaching, Matthew wow. chapter 17 and verse 14. He says, And when they were come to the to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. For the for he is lunatic and so vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire. And oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples. And they could not cure him. Do you see? He brought this child who is sick. He says he's a lunatic. And the, when the evil spirit takes him, sometimes he can drive him into the fire. He's, he says, and he can be so vexed. He can be very angry and very wild. And oftentimes, this is evil spirits. Mm. Are you listening? Yes. And oftentimes, he falleth into the fire. Mm. And oftentimes, into the water. So certain behavior that you can see, and the man cannot control. And so he says, I brought him to your disciples. And they could not cure him. So listen, then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. So pause right there, you see. So Jesus said, I want you to pay attention because we often say, for instance, you don't have faith. That's why this problem is not going away. So I want you to pay attention to this scripture that we are reading. So Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? That means their faith was in question. Mm -hmm. and the presence of God was in question. That God has to be present with them. He says, and how long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Then then he says, and Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. Mm -hmm. Do you see? He rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus, aside. Because they couldn't even ask in front of other people. They came to him aside. They said, then came the disciples to Jesus apart. And said, why could we not cast him out? Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, One, because of your unbelief. Okay. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Do you see? So you see, if you have faith, you can even say to a mountain, if you have faith, the smallest size of a mustard seed, I want you to pay attention. You can even say to a mountain, be removed and be cast yonder and it shall be removed and nothing shall be impossible unto you Mm. then jesus is the one that cast out that demon so he said how be it he says nevertheless or however this particular kind of problem does not go out by prayer but by prayer and fasting So you see, there are certain problems your faith can cast out. They can be as big as mountain, and your faith can cast out. There are certain problems your belief can cast them out. You just speak to it, and it's gone. There are certain problems you can can pray, and it's gone. But he said, but this particular kind, this guy's problem, it can never go away but by prayer and fasting. Yeah, sure. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So there are certain problems that cannot go away without fasting, added to prayer. Mm. Do you understand? You so you say, I've prayed about this, I've prayed and prayed and prayed, and it's not going away. There are certain problems, it may not be as big as a mountain, which faith the size of a master seat can move, but there are certain problems that do not go away without fasting. And you and I do not know those kind of problems. We don't know the problems that do not go away by fasting. The disciples did not know that this problem, they needed to add fasting. They thought that speaking to the demon and casting the demon out was enough. And to say, come out, I speak to you. One, come out. Two, come out. Three, come out. In the name of Jesus. And the demon did not come out. They didn't know that this particular type of problem, it comes by Praying and fasting. Mm. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Giving that. And so, day. because we don't know which problem goes out by prayer and fasting, we need to fast more. Mm-hmm. We need to fast often, adding to our prayer. Amen. 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 We don't know which problem, but Jesus pointed out to them because He is the one who has been fasting and praying. He fasts and prays. And so he was able to cast this one out. And he's the one that was able to point out to them that this kind of demon, you have to add fasting to your prayer. Wow. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Please. That's right. so, so if you are, you see, fasting, you know, is something that, should be part of our lives. So when we declare a period of fasting, you see, and fasting has to be a way that we are really fasting. That is why we change our Thursday fasting where it has become like a a calendar thing. You see, a day of starvation, you know, a day of not taking food to work. You see, many of you have made it a, a day of no lunch. A day of not buying, so you, a day of saving my lunch, okay? A day of not, I don't need to cook today because we are fasting tomorrow anyway. That has become our Thursday fasting. And that is why we canceled it. So that we will declare a fasting period that we are fasting and praying Mm -hmm. so that we reap the whole benefit of fasting. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But I encourage you also that as an individual person, as a Christian, Have a day in your life for fasting. Have a moment in a period and say three days on my own. I am fasting. Mm. One week I am fasting. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. this day I am fasting. You should also have a day like that in your life. Mm. Besides the one that we declare. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. please. Because there are certain problems that are in your life that do not go away but by fasting and prayer. Amen. 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 You have problem with drug addiction secretly and you have been praying, they have been praying for you, they have been doing all kinds of things. Add fasting for yourself and say, this particular problem, I am praying and fasting about it. You have uncontrollable stealing. Issue with stealing, you can't control yourself. You see, you don't need it, but you steal. Mm. You can afford to buy, but you steal. You see, add fasting to your prayer. Mm. Some people have uncontrollable spending. You uncontrollable shopping. You can't help yourself. When you see money, right now, if they ask you, where is your IRS the return or the stimulus check? (laughs) You can't account for it. You see, because as soon as it came, you felt that you have to go out and spend it. Yeah. You are preaching. It's because it's free more. money. It's not free money. It's your money. Do you see? And you money. cannot account for it. So if you have a lifestyle like that, you have to fast and pray about it. Pray. Mm. Mm. That money that you are not expecting and they have given to you, it's one of the money that you should, after paying your tithe, you should save. Because you are not mm. expecting it. Isn't that so? Yes. And if you can control yourself in that manner, you should fast and pray about it. Amazon has taken half. Hallelujah! Mm. Some eating habit is uncontrollable. (laughs) Okay, you have an uncontrollable eating habit, and I'm not. I'm not joking. It's not. It's not a joke. Mm. You have uncontrollable eating habits. It is normal man is not designed to eat like that do you understand that is why it makes us sick when we go on with activities like that so it is a demon and you have to fast and pray about it, hmm. is it? because you you know you, you it's not good for you and you cannot stop you can't stop stealing you can't stop eating you can't stop shopping and you want to stop hmm. You are a quarrelsome person. You quarrel everything you are quarreling. You know, you realize you don't get along with anyone. Everything you are quarreling. You should pray about it. I didn't fast praying fasting. It like but, but, but. You are someone who is a quick temper. You can't keep a job. As I soon as you I get I a quit. job, you know, you, you, you try. You go and you say, I try. As for this, I will try. Something has happened, they call you and then you, 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 you say, Lord, 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 control my, control my tank, control my tank. And then you go for the meeting and you are prayed and you went. And then you, you say, I don't know what came over me. I couldn't control it. Myself came again. It's something that you should add fasting because the prayers alone, it's not working. Mm, are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Look, these are real problems that human beings have. That's true. You have to understand that the madman of Gadara, he was cutting himself. It was hurting and he was crying, but he couldn't stop cutting. It's a mm-hmm. demon. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. If you? If there's a behavior, a certain behavior or activity in your life that you know is not good and you cannot stop. Prayer they have told you don't eat salt. And you say, I can't. You know that salt is not good for you. But you say, I can't stop eating salt. Why can't you stop eating salt? So there are certain problems that are, they, 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 they are spiritual problems and they don't go away by praying only. Jesus said, how be it, this goeth not away, but by prayer and fasting. This are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So there are kinds of problems that do not go away. You have to Mm. pray, and you have to add fasting to your prayer. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You have issue with adultery, Mm. and you know ultimately it's going to spoil your marriage. I mean, no one has committed adultery for a long time and has not been caught. No one. Even if it's in the White House. Secretly, secret agents protecting you. No one comes there. You can't hide it forever. True. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So it's a problem that you know. And if you don't know, I'm telling you today that it ultimately will come and destroy your marriage. Mm. And you can't help it. You have to add fasting to your prayer. You have issue with fornication. You can't control it. You can't help it. You have to add fasting personally and say, I'm fasting and praying about this issue because you don't like it. You don't like it. You don't like to destroy your life. You don't like to contract some disease. You don't like to destroy your marriage. You don't like what is up. You don't like what is destroying your health Mm. and you cannot stop it. It's a a demon. The spirit of God, it leads us. Are you hearing me? He says uh, he's led by the spirits. But demonic spirits, they drive you. They push you into it. They drive you into what you don't want. Spirit of God leads you, and you, you have a choice to follow or not follow. That is the spirit of God. When you are led, you have a choice. But the demonic spirit, they drive you, and you see that you don't have control. It's pushing you into it. And then, when you finish, you cry. You regret. But when the Spirit of God leads you, you never regret. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So, fasting is a very important part of the Christian walk. And you should incorporate fasting in your life. And if you are not fasting, you are a person who is not going to last in the faith. Mercy. Because I'm Christians. Asking who do not fast are weighed down by problems. Do you understand? Because you don't know that that problem is never going to go away by your prayers only or by laying hands on you only. You know it's not going to go away. And when you don't fast to add to your prayer and that problem continues to weigh you down, then you lose your faith in God. And you think that prayers don't work. Mm. And you backslide, hallelujah. So don't backslide by not fasting. Amen. And when you Amen. are a person who back who, who fasts often, you are delivering yourself from the symptom of backsliding. Amen. 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 Well, we don't have a lot of time because I have some announcement to give you, but I just wanted to add also that the next symptom. Fasting less also is a symptom of backsliding, okay? Because fasting is a spiritual exercise, Mm. do you see? And just as bodily exercise generates more energy for the flesh and more muscles for the body, spiritual exercise similarly also generates more spiritual energy, do you see? Because it's a spiritual exercise it generates more spiritual energy and you become more spiritually tuned up when you fast. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Because you suppress the flesh, you suppress the flesh and the spirit man arises and the spirit man takes control, takes over. When you fast, you humble yourself and you suppress the flesh. When the flesh is full and happy, you see, look when you have health is when you do all kinds of sins or oh, you don't know that when you are when you are when you have health your health is good and you have you have a job you have your your job is good you know you have money you know you are able to eat you understand that? you you commit all kinds of sin. you yeah. know i mean <laughs> it, i mean you are i mean have you realized you know you you have allergies. You are your allergy troubling you and you are going to commit fornication. <laughs> you, see, you are sneezing and coughing, and then you are calling somebody to come over. You can't even breathe. <laughs> poor, poor guys don't take side chicks. <laughs> oh, you're having chest pain, chest pain, and then you are you, you 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 are going to commit adultery. Chest pain. You are having chest pain. You are afraid of heart attack. Are you understanding what I'm saying with you? Or you have a kidney problem, you can't urinate, and you have a problem the kidney problem. How can you do that? So you see, when we have health, and we have satiety, you see, that is when we commit all kinds of sin. So when you suppress the flesh, and the flesh is afflicted, there's less sin in your life. Amen. Amen. Preaching. Amen. You see, when you are unemployed, you never thought about cheating on your... Your spouse. Yeah, side room. Side You're unemployed when you <laughs> lost your job. You never thought you were humbly home, you know? Because she has to bring something for you to have something to eat. So you, you are humbly, happily home, you know, to give company and to do all kinds of things. You understand? But when you have a job and you have a nice car that will never leave you by your your, 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 your concubine's house, you know, because you, if you drive a car, can break down in a place where you don't want the car to break down. <laughs> Some of you don't know what is concubine, <laughs> but it's a Christian word also in the Bible. Amen. Amen. So fasting less weakens you. You lose spiritual energy. You become spiritually tuned up with fasting. Amen. Amen. And we said that backsliding is all relative, you remember? It's yes. all relative. So mm. if you used to fast on a regular basis, but now you fast less and less, you are fasting less and less. It is the sign of someone who has become spiritually dark. Mercy. Mercy Lord. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So for instance, you find someone who is a new Christian who is fasting or trying to fast every Thursday. And you, you used to fast three days a week. And now you are fasting two days. And you look at that person, you think you are better. Mm. But I you really have backslidden. Like so fasting less is weakening you spiritually. True, true. And it's a sign that you are going to backslide. Yeah, Amen. True. Amen. So fasting is an essential part of the Christian faith. Mm. Okay? If Jesus fasted, I don't see any reason why you should not fast. Mm. If Jesus fasted, then why should you and I not fast? You must fast more. Amen. 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 So anyone who finds it difficult to fast is likely also to find it difficult to involve himself or herself in other basic Christian activities. If you find yourself difficult, you find it difficult for you to fast. You are likely to find it difficult to read your Bible. You are likely to find it difficult to pray. You are likely to find it difficult to do your quiet time. True. You understand? You can do several other things. You are likely to find it difficult to go witnessing, so it is all round, and fasting is essential. Is essential in you know, overcoming so many of the problems that we face with the devil. If you add fasting to your prayers, Hallelujah! Is somebody yes. understanding what I've shared with you this evening? Yes. Yeah. Now put your hands together for the Lord. Please God time allow us to pray. and. Why don't we rise to our feet and let us pray. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to hear your word. We thank you, Lord, for giving us of your spirit to bring us this close to you and giving us meaning and understanding. Heavenly Father, we ask, Lord, that you help us to overcome the area of fasting, the inability to fast. Father, there are several problems, there are several areas in our lives that we have prayed for, and Lord, they have not gone. Lord, you say there are issues, there are situations that do not go away. There are kinds of problems that do not go away, but by fasting and prayer pray, Lord, that you help us to incorporate fasting into our Christian life. Help us, Lord, to make fasting a part of our life. Give us the grace to fast, to embrace fasting in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the meaning that you have given us tonight. We pray, Lord, that we will be people who are able to deliberately forsake food and afflict ourselves with hunger. And wait on you. We thank you, Spirit of God, for this great wisdom. And this great key of overcoming what is impossible. Overcoming demonic attacks and demonic afflictions and demonic enchantments. We thank you, Lord, for showing us this way. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to pray for everyone who is here this evening and you want to give your life to Christ. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. If that is you, I want to pray with you. So wherever you are, you are listening to us, you are on our podcast, and you are listening you want to receive christ this evening i want you to repeat this after me and say lord jesus lord, lord jesus, jesus thank you for dying for me thank you for dying for me please forgive me of my sins please forgive me of my sins please wash me with your blood please wash me with your blood i welcome you into my life i welcome you into my life i accept you as my Savior." I accept you as my savior. I accept you as my master. I accept you as my master. And I accept you as my Lord. And I accept you as my Lord. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me tonight. For saving me tonight. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sing, Shana. My God and to you alone I We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come and worship with us on the Zoom platform with ID number 823 84436 every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God richly bless you.